Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Confident with Tech podcast. With me, I'm Kylie Ross, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about automations and when's the right time to start thinking about when do you need an automation or when could you use an automation in your business. So to give you a bit of background, if you're new to the channel here, I am a solopreneur, so I don't have a team, I don't outsource any parts of my process. I'm still at that stage where I like to do things myself and I like to find easier, quicker ways to do the data entry. I hate doing data entry. So I automate the invoices created in my bookkeeping software. I automate emails going to my to-do list. I automate bookings in my calendar going to my to-do list so that I know when to prep for things, when to get things organized. I also automate processes for my content and sending that to my scheduling software for social media. I have automations for looking at the dashboard of my whole financial view of my business. And not all of these are out and about on my YouTube channel, but quite a few of them I have done a video on over at Tech Savvy Creators YouTube channel. So you can go and check out some tech tips there if you're not familiar with the channel. But today I wanted to have a chat to you about getting started with automations if it's not your thing. And if tech is super scary, which I know it is for a lot of people out there, especially if you didn't grow up with tech. And for that, I'm talking to people over 35, over 40. If you were born in the late 1900s, as I hear the term is these days from the teens and the 20 somethings, if you were all born in this century. So if you didn't grow up with tech and you're getting hit with the way the world is these days and pandemic after pandemic or the pandemic that never ends, cost of living, rent issues, whatever's going on in your part of the world, it can be tough. And if you have a day job, great, but you probably are looking for a side hustle. If you're in your 50s and and now you're finding that you have to start a business because you're coming out of a divorce and you haven't worked for a while and you've got some experience in things, you can get and you're getting involved in the digital world. So you're either creating an online course or a podcast or coaching, whatever it is you're trying to sell online. Having automations to run your business is going to make your life a lot easier. And it's not going to be hugely expensive to get started with either. And that's what I wanted to have a talk to you about today is how to get started with automations, what to look out for, and and how to know whether they're cost-effective for you. Because the bottom line is we want to make money. This is our business. We're selling our expertise. And we don't want to have all this software that costs the earth and has all these bells and whistles if it doesn't suit what we need to run our business. So there's ways that you can look at what you need and what's out there and how it's going to suit you and forecast out. If I get this software, what's this going to do to my monthly expenses? If I get this other software, I might be able to lose two other pieces of software because it has all these extra features. So this is what I wanted to talk about. And what I've done is, this is how I started. And I have a background in accounting. So I like my numbers and I like to know where it all fits into my my dashboard and my financial picture of everything. And I've taught software in my entrepreneurial journey, tech tools for entrepreneurs. And I needed to work out what have I got available to me? What's my starting point? What software do I need? And what have I already got? I created a list of all the software that I needed. 
And I found that I had over, I think it was over 120 pieces of software on my laptop at the time. I had different tools for different things, for marketing, for social media, for bookkeeping, for building courses and yada, yada. And when I actually looked at them all, I thought, okay, I've got a list. How much am I paying? Which ones am I paying for? So I broke it down into adding in the columns of, is it monthly paid? Is it yearly paid? Is it a one-time fee? Was it free? When I purchased it, if I knew, and because knowing how long you've had a piece of software can be important later on down the line when we're doing some analysis as to, is it time to check out? Has it got new features and things? But also I wanted to know, was I still paying for it? And was I using it? So then I had a checkbox saying, okay, is it in use by me? Okay, if it is, what am I using it for? So then I started to list down my processes. I create a podcast, this one here, Comfort with Tech Podcast. And I also create online courses. That's my main bread and butter on my website. We've got the podcast, we've got the online courses, we've got the coaching. And then you've got the day-to-day, your day-to-day admin, looking at your bookkeeping and doing bank reconciliations, general day-to-day stuff. Things that you could outsource, but as I'm a retired accountant, I can do that stuff. So I don't need to outsource my particular bookkeeping. When I started to lay all of that out, all the things that I'm doing and what software I'm using them all for, I started to get a really good visual of where I might be using software that I didn't need. And originally back in the day, I started with a WordPress website. And if you're familiar with WordPress, it's open source, it's out of the box. And then you add in what they call plugins. So pieces of software you add in to make your website look and feel and do what you want it to do. I thought, oh, great, cheat way, everyone's doing it, off we go. So I did that. But the plugins, if you want the good stuff and you want it to work, you need to pay for it. So then you've got to pay for this plugin and that plugin and this one and that one. And it just becomes like spaghetti. It just gets overwhelming. I had all these plugins and WordPress stuff. And when I was starting with that, and three times I was going to launch and get the website out there or a new course, the website would crash. Because when you're updating WordPress, you update the open source software, but all these plugins are by different developers, different suppliers. And they don't all update them at the same time. And they don't always test them properly, I found, because when things crash, it's because this plugin won't talk to WordPress or this plugin won't talk to this plugin. And there's all the things that were just driving me nuts. And after the third time this happened, I went, look, no, I'm stopping. So I sat down and I looked at my toolkit, which it could be called a tech stack, a toolkit, all your resources, all your software, all your apps. That's what it is. I call it a toolkit. I started looking for all-in-one packages because I was over having the course software here, the website here, the blog here, the podcast here, the email marketing here, the bookkeeping here, all the things. It was driving me insane having bits everywhere. Okay, how can I make this better? Because I want a good, reliable platform for my students. I don't want them to have issues logging in. I don't want to have all the things go wrong. I looked at different all-in-one packages for course creators and I fell in love with Kajabi and now it's not the cheapest kid on the block but when you look at all the things that it does and all the different apps that you're paying for it came out really comparable for me. I think it was like $20 a month difference where Kajabi was a bit more expensive but the beauty of moving to Kajabi and I've been on Kajabi for a couple of years now and I love it. And I'm a Kajabi partner, so 
you want to try Kajabi, if you want to try Kajabi, there'll be a link on the podcast show notes and you can get it 30 days for free. Try it out. But Kajabi allows me to do my online courses and a nice, safe, secure, reliable platform. And it may not have all the pretty bells and whistles that this plugin for WordPress had or this one did for that or that way, but it's reliable. And your students really don't care if this is pink or this is blue. They really don't care. They're interested in the result that you can get for them and how quickly can they watch the video and are you giving them a download? So the things that the things that they need, I realized that I was spending all this time and effort on trying to plug it all in and I didn't need to. So part of my automation journey was putting it all into one. So I did that. Now I use the online courses, I use the coaching, I use the community. I don't currently use the podcast, but I'm looking at putting the podcast on Kajabi. They offer that as well. It's just so easy and reliable. So what that did, when you look at my tech stack, I've got Kajabi and I got rid of WordPress. I got rid of, I was using, I think, CoSchedule at the time for my email marketing. I came in and I used the Kajabi marketing and I didn't have a community feature at the time, but I used the online courses and the coaching products and it gives me my analytics of who's in there now. The analytics isn't brilliant yet, so I still use Google Analytics and I do some other things that I'll talk about in another podcast, but to get my tax stack all nice, I did that. Then what I found is, okay, that streamlined all of that up, got rid of all that guff, and then I needed to look at, okay, when I'm creating my online courses, what software am I using to record my videos, record my audio, transcribe my videos, and put captions on videos. I was using, at the time, I was using iMovie and GarageBand because they come shipped with your device, your Mac device. And I was having all these major issues with what microphone will sound good and because it sounded rubbish. And I was just having, I didn't have, I was using the camera that came with the laptop and I had all these lighting issues and things. So I did a lot of research and I came up with a different way to do things and I found that if I record with Camtasia now it does have a little bit of a learning curve I may put out there but I can make very professional videos in Camtasia and I can use templates and b-roll and make things look a lot nicer a lot quicker a lot simpler after doing with the learning so I didn't need to use iMovie anymore and I could do a lot of the things with that I can then use Descript software to transcribe my video and then I can export the captions which then I can put the video and the captions into YouTube so my workflow process has changed and it may change again because now Camtasia have come out with Audiate which does quite a lot of what Descript does with the way that it visually edits your videos and is a time saver. When I'm talking about automations I'm also talking about where you can join software and processes together So things like your emails come in and you want to be able to make an action item off it. I've set my email up so that I can drag that email into an inbox called email to action. And then in the background, I use make.com to create a to-do list in SmartSuite that says that email. 
and then I know that maybe I've got to read some reviews that have come up or I've got to answer someone a question, but I don't want to do it right this minute. I might want to do it later today or tomorrow. So I can automate how that's happening. With Kajabi, you can also link that to your calendar. And when a student makes a booking on one of your coaching programs, it can automatically update your calendar because your calendar you're using for other things. You might be using it for your personal appointments as well as internal meetings if you do have a team or meeting with other people or things that you want to block out your calendar to work on a course. So you don't want to have all the bookings of that coming in at any time. You want to set it up to schedule it out, but you want to look at it all in one to say, okay, I've got a one-to-one coming up in two days and you want to prep for that. So having an automation to pop that booking into your calendar and then set that calendar booking up as a to-do item in, say, SmartSuite, for example, with the prep items that you do when you're onboarding a new client or whether it's an existing session and it's part two or part three and you've got things that you want to do to prep for that session, you can automate the tasks that come up. Now, in today's podcast, I can't show you or explain exactly the mechanics of doing that, but I do have examples of some of these on my YouTube channel, which you can go check out at Tech Seven Creators. I have mini courses on my website that you can purchase for the tutorial and see how to do this. What I want to, though, get across to you is that don't be scared of trying it. And it doesn't always work first go, but have a go at it and then just work it through. The idea is if you want to learn, you will. And I say this always, it's like my mantra and it's something that I've realized out of working in corporate in multiple countries over the past 30 years and with all different levels of people in an organization. There's the people who don't want to learn. It's too hard. I just want to press my button. I don't care how it works in the background. And there's still a lot of people like that. But if you are coming into this, look, I need to make money. I need to make this side hustle profitable. I need to be able to figure out how to do this easier without having to do all the manual, this, that, and the other. If you want to learn, you will, okay? And I make my videos in all my courses and all my tutorials as easy to follow as possible. And I also have a Tech Savvy Basics videos that I'm starting on the Tech Savvy Creators YouTube channel just to throw out the basic things like what is the cloud when we refer to the cloud do you know what that actually means or is it just another thing you go oh and you don't really know so i'm putting a few things out there so you can watch them or not and hopefully it's going to help improve your day-to-day knowledge and not be so fearful and frustrated with tech so automations it's start with one at a time would be my best advice for you and start with a small one get comfortable with how the process works and then move on to another one. To be able to do this though, you need to know what tech tools do you have? What is in your tech stack? What is in your toolkit? And I have a template for $15 on my website that's called Tech Toolkit Template and it's currently made with ClickUp and I'm just about to release the SmartSuite version of it and a Notion version as well. So you can use any of your project management tools you you like. If you don't know these tools, you can try them out for free. That's no problem. This tech toolkit template will allow you to do what I've just explained is to list down all the tools that you currently have 
what you're paying for them, are you using them, which workflow are you using them in if you're using them, and to be visually able to see do you need to replace any of them, is it working for you, you can put comments in and start to get an overall visual of what your processes are and where you might be able to automate them. You might be writing an ebook as part of your knowledge stack to be able to put out into the world, say, hey, I'm the expert in this, here's my ebook. To create an ebook, you need tech tools as well. You need to know, okay, do I need timeline software? What am I going to write it with? How am I going to format it? Where am I going to market it? How am I going to market it? Blah, blah, blah. So there's all the things. And then you've got your marketing, you've got your finance, you've got your social media sharing and a couple of others. I break all of this down in the tech toolkit to help you get an idea of where you're at. I hope you've gotten some value out of how to think about approaching when to get involved with an automation. And let me know if you want to put anything in the comments about how you're going with your automations. Let me know if you're already using the tech toolkit and if it's providing value. That would be awesome to know. And if you're not, go check it out. It's a really cool tool. I use it daily myself. I'm still re-looking at my workflows and updating because as tech changes so fast and tools add features all the time and you might be able to replace another tool with a tool that you already have. We're all about saving money and getting as much profit as we can out of our business as easy as we can with the less amount of work as we can. That's what we're trying to do here. Okay, have a really great day. I hope you listen to the next podcast. Okay, bye.